appreciate it. And I hope everyone had a beautiful Hanukkah. Okay, so we are now going to start with the end of the Mishnah. That Mishnah ended off with two last dinim, um, both of which we're going to discuss tonight. Second, we're not going to finish. The last two dinim were Tzine Har HaBarzal. So the Mishnah said that there's a kind of lulav, which I, I was thinking the same thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's only if you gloomy or how I would say. Uh, so there's this kind of lulav, which is a Tzine HaBarzal. Now that Russian kind of lulav is actually going to be what we're going to discuss tonight. Is it a kind of lulav or not? But this lulav, the way you could tell that it's not a lulav is that its branches are very, very, very short. Which means if you remember your lulav, each branch on the lulav basically went up 95% of the branch before it. So you have the shedra. The next branch was like, you know, maybe two millimeters shorter than the middle branch. And the next branch was like two millimeters shorter than that. And like, you know, they really were 98, 99% as high as each of the preceding leaves. This Tzinehara Barzel is not like that. That each leaf is much, much, much shorter than the leaf next to it. In fact, you basically have a lot of bare Shidra. Because you have leaves that each one fails to reach the midsection of the next one. In fact, it may even fail to reach the bottom of the next leaf, and therefore you are left with a bunch of bare shidra. So this Tzinehar Barzel is pus, is, is, could be kosher, could be possum. That's what we're going to say right now. So the Mishnah said Tzinehar Barzel is kshera. Omar Abaye says Abaye, Loishon. This was not said, meaning that Tzinehar Barzel is kosher, was not said, except when the top of this, reaches at least the middle of this, which means a tzinara barzal is kosher if it resembles a lulav. What is the defining characteristic of a lulav? That the leaves basically cover over each other. So, if the Tzinehar Barzal has the defining characteristic of a lulav in that each of its leaves cover over the one before it, then it's fine because that is the definition of a lulav. If not, avol ein roshe shalzeh, but if the top of this one is not magir, doesn't reach, litzad ikre shalzeh, to the middle of the next one, it is possible. So we have two kinds of Tzinehar Barzal. And we're going to use this in a couple ways right now. But we have two kinds of Tzinehar Barzal. There's the kind of Tzinehar Barzal that's kosher, and there's the kind of Tzinehar Barzal that's puzzle. The Tzinehar Barzal that's kosher resembles a lulav in that its leaves cover each other, cover, cover each other over. And there's the kind of Tzinehar Barzal that is puzzle in which its leaves do not cover over each other. Now, the Gemara, as it does sometimes, speaks out this distinction three possible ways. Tanya Namihahi, we learned the exact same thing in a Bryce. Tzinar Barzal Psula. We learned that a Tzinar Barzal is Puzzle. Well, that's Mamusha Stira to our Mishnah. 
We learned that it's Sinar Barzal is kosher. So how do we reconcile the stira? Ah, oh, but we're armed with the tarots for this already, that there's two kinds of Tzinar Barzals. The kind of Tzinar Barzal that the leaves cover the ikar is kosher, and the kind of Tzinar Barzal that the leaves do not cover the next leaf is posel. El Shmamida Kabai, Shmamida, we see Abai's distinction is correct. It is correct. In fact, the third way to speak out this same distinction, Abai said it as a distinction, we just said it as a raya, and some just ask it straight out as a stira. Ve'ika de Romule Mirma, some ask it straight out as a stira. Because Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah, Sinar Barzal, kosher. This kind of lulav is kosher. Vatanya, it can be asked as a kasha. We learned in a Bryce, it's possible, to which Amr Abaya, like kasha, it is not shver, kancha, reisha, shalzeh, magilat, said ikr, shalzeh. This is when the leaves do reach the middle of the next leaf. This is where the leaves do not meet the middle of the next one. So like we said, three ways of iterating the same distinction. Two kinds of harabarzels, two kinds of tzina harabarzels. One is kosher, one is possible. The one is kosher because it has lulav-like characteristics of covering over the leaves. And the one that is possible is that it doesn't have rule of light characteristics and it doesn't cover over the leaves. Now, fascinating piece of lambdas here. The Ran says it's got to do this the entire lulav. Which means, okay, you want senior bars to be kosher. That means the entire lulav. Not one inch of the shidra can be exposed. If one inch of the shidra is exposed, it's possible. I'm okay with Sinair Barzal, that the leaves have to cover over the next leaf. But this has to happen for the entire shidra, not one inch of exposed shidra. Rave doesn't work, only kul works. Yes, even if it's above three tfach. Says the beer Allah, I don't know what you're talking about. We have a very similar din by Hadas. Din by Hadas, that the branch of the Hadas has to be covered. You're not allowed to have any exposed branch by a Hadas. Now, what's the din by Hadas? If a percentage of your Hadas has exposed branch, it's kosher as long as it's under 49%. As long as it's less than rave, it's fine. So the Bir Halacha rejects this run. The Bir Halacha rejects this run. Bir Halacha says that this run is wrong. Yes, there's a din that the leaves have to cover over each other. But like every other din that it comes to Lulav and Esri, it goes by Rav. As long as Rav of the Shidra is covered, you're fine. The run says, no, it has to be all. <coughs> explains the Chazanish a fundamental difference between the Ran's way of looking at it and the Bir Allah Mishnah Brewer's way of looking at it. <coughs> Says the, the Chazanish, the Ran is understanding that we had a Gemara before Hanukkah called Ufsa. The Gemara said, maybe for the Lulav, don't get the thing that fans out. Get the trunk. 
bare spine. It's perfect. We're no ufsas puzzle. It's not lulav. Lulav by definition is some, by definition is something with leaves. Ufsa is pure spine. It's a different species than lulav. It's a different plant than lulav. Comes from the same tree, but it's a different thing, for lack of a better term, than lulav. Says the Chazanish, the Ran learns that if Tzinehar Barzel isn't covering the whole thing, it becomes an Ufsa. So you can't have 1% Ufsa. So if any amount of the spine is exposed, that shows you that that is an Ufsa and the whole thing is possible. It's not just a lulav that's missing. By a hadas, so leaves fell off. It doesn't change the definition of the species. It's still a hadas. So what? You're missing a little leaves. We go by rave. If it's rave covered, it's a good hadas. If it's not rave covered, it's a bad hadas. Missing leaves does not change the name of the species. It's not a min acher. But missing leaves on a lulav, exposed spine on a lulav, pushes you into another category. If the spine is exposed, it's no longer a lulav, it's an ufsa. And therefore, I don't care what percentage it is. I don't care if it's 2% exposed. It's an ufsa. It's not a hustle lulav. It's not a lulav that doesn't have something. It's not a lulav. And therefore, and therefore, the bir halacha learns that no, it's just a din and hadar. So as long as it's rave, it's okay. The Ran and the Chazanish learn to din in species. So if there's anything that's exposed, if there's anything that's exposed, it is, it is not a species of a lulav. And that is the lumbus and the difference between the Ran and the Biralach. By the way, Biralach learns that a Tadar would tell you an Ufsa's kosher on the second day. Tzinei Barzal's kosher on the second day. Because it's just not Hadar, and you don't need Hadar on the second day. The Ran who learns that it's Ufsa, Ufsa is even possible the rest of the Yantar. Massive nafkamina about how you learn this psul. Okay. Says the Gemara in a fascinating uh, twist, a piece over here. Omar Remarian, Omar Rebishu ben Levi, Va'amrila Tana Rabba Barmari Mishon Rebiechon ben Zakai, Shnei Tamaris. There are two date trees. Yesh Begei Ben Hinoim, in the valley of Ben Hinoim. So we know, we know that the that Yerushalayim is surrounded by three valleys. One is Nachal Kidron, also called Emek um, Yeshafat. One has some Roman name, and one is Gei Ben Hinoim, which is a valley. You know, when you take the road outside of the old city to your left. It, to your left, where nothing is, even not an Arab village, is, you know, it's between Yerushalayim, between the old city and Yemin Moshe. There's like a valley over there. That is the valley of ben And supposedly, I mean, that's supposed to be um, there were two Tamaris in the valley of ben Hinnaim, and smoke goes from them. Those Trees, those day trees have these kind of lulavim of Tzinar Barzel, and they're kosher. By the way, Vizuhi Pischa Shel Gehenim, and this is the entrance to Gehenim. That's why it's called the Valley of Ben Hinnim. Now, why is it the entrance to Gehenim? So there's Marsha in Erevin. Marsha in Erevin says that dates 
are the sweetest fruits. So not that this was ever negay me, but I remember when people very close to me were in Atkins. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, you, ever, you remember, dates have a horrible amount of sugar. They're the most, they're the sweetest fruit. Like they have the most carbs, even more than grapes and grape juice. Dates are terrible. So the Marsha is true. Dates are the sweetest fruit. So the Marsha says, the Marsha says that the, the, the path to Gehenna it's not paved with good intentions. It's paved with in, engrossing in sweet, in, you know, the tivus of Elam Hazim. That's what the Marshal says, but Rabbi Yashav says a beautiful twist. Rabbi Yashav says a beautiful vark. You know, he has the Sefer Horus on each Masechta, which came from his shir. He's mismatterish. So he says, it's very interesting, that we know that the symbol of Elam Haba is also a, is also a, um, a date tree. Tzadik HaTamar Yifrach Ke'erez Bavon Yizke Shesulim Beveis Hashem Right, and like, you know, you know from all Satmar Simchas, they have like all sorts of date trees, you know, behind the rabbi on the, like, the, the backdrop they got over there. So, I can't say, so Rabbi Yashem says it's interesting that the same, that the same tree is the Pesach to Gehenna yet the symbol Tailam Haba. So Rabbi Yashem says that that's exactly the point. The point is how a person, how a person's approach to Elam ha, Haza is, will depend. Meaning, you could use Elam Haza, the, the same date tree, the same delicious, sweet date tree, can be a ticket Elam Haba with Tzalik Yifrach, and the same date tree, if abused, is the Pischa Shel Gehenim. Um, just one last thing, because uh, Sarah is coming up. Yushalayim is surrounded by three valleys making Yerushalayim, and like, you know, the Romans said this, and everyone said this, Yerushalayim militarily is extremely hard to, to defeat militarily. In fact, Titus himself said, this is a mayor de Galesen, Yerushalayim is impenetrable, except when they turn on themselves inside, then that's how Yerushalayim becomes, that's, that's what happened to Gemara and Gittin, that's what happened with the Romans, but Titus himself said this, that Yerushalayim is impenetrable militarily. The only way for Yishalayim to succumb is if they turn on themselves, which is still true. Not maybe not militarily, but the the second part of it, what Tita said is definitely true. Okay. Do we pass it like a view that the Do we pass it like that rule of Hayyabesh is kosher? It's not it's the point match before between the Rana and the in the second day, yes. Second day, everyone says Yavish is possible. Anything that's outside of the Even on the first day, because he doesn't hold Yavish, he doesn't hold of, 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 of other period, and he reused the Drush of Hadda. That's even on the first day. That's, and we went from but that's on the first day. After that, everyone agrees. Okay. That is the din of Tzinar Barzal. Says the Gemara now. Lulav shiyeshbay sholish tvachim and the Mishnah had a couple extra words there. Lulav shiyeshbay sholish tvachim kidei l'nanea bay is kosher. A lulav that has three tvachim with which to do nanuim is kosher. Says the Gemara. 
Omar Rav Yehuda Omar Shmuel. Says Rav Yehuda Omar Shmuel. Um, trying to see where this Rashi is over here. I have to read. Um, yeah, okay, fine. Says the Gemara. Omar Rav Yehuda Omar Shmuel. Shir Hadas Varova Shlosh. The shear for a hadas and an arava is three tvachim. The lulav arba, the shear of a lulav is four tvachim. Kidei shiyehei lulav yitze min hahadas tefach. So that the lulav will go above the hadas one tefach. That a lulav has to be one tefach higher than the hadasim and aravas. The Mepharshim explained that a lulav does not have to be four tefachim. A lulav has to be a tefach higher than hadasim varavas. Therefore, if a person has, the Mishnah is talking the minimum shear. The minimum shear is three tefach for a hadas and a rava, plus one tefach for a lulav. The Mishnah is talking the minimum shear. But we see from the Mishnah a second thing. There's two dinam and lulav. There's a minimum shear, and there's a shear that your lulav has to be taller than your aravas and hadasim by one tefach. Therefore, the mafarshim speak out. Therefore, the mafarshim speak out. If you have big hadasim and aravas, you need to have a bigger lulav, and that the mafarshim explain is why the Mishnah didn't talk normal. Just tell me. A lulav has to be four tvachim. Why don't you tell me the shear? This is Gemara saying, saying, a lulav has to be four tvachim, which is the lulav arba. Why did the Mishnah say lulav arba? Why did it say shleisha tvachim kidelananeh? The answer is, there's a bare minimum, which is one din. The bare minimum is, the lulav has to be one tefach bigger than the hadas maravis, which is three plus one is four. But let's say you have six tefach haravis, then you have to have seven tefach lulav. There's two dinim in lulav. Lulav has to be A, minimum of four tefachim, B, one tefach bigger than your hadasim and aravas. And this is how the Shulchan Aruch Paschal. So that is three good. Three is never good. So three and kidelinanea. We'll modify the mission in one second. You can't just push them down? Oh, you, you could push them down, but you could cut them. And it was, this is never a problem. If you have a short lulav, so listen, either it's kosher or it's not. If it's bigger than four tvachim, <laughs> then you could cut your hadasim and aravis down to three exact tvachim. You're allowed to cut your hadasim and aravis from the bottom. Where's that lulav coming from? So the Chesam speaks out, the Chesam Sefer speaks out that this is not, this is not a chiyuv. In other words, this is a definition of what is a lulav. For instance, Chasaifer reads. Right, Chasaifer says Mefurish. For instance, we're going to say later that when do you, when do you, each mitzvah, your machanach a cotton when he's able to perform the mitzvah. So the Gemara says, Shag, I'm sorry, I forgot. But how they figure that out? Yeah, no, so that's rubbish. You're yotz if you don't do that. We're going to say the Gemara says, Midag be nafak be. But in other words, the definition of a lulav is something that is minanea. You don't need nanuim to do a mitzvah. But the definition of a lulav is something that is minanea. 
You don't need to do it. Where's the yeah, no, that's that's like a tradition. You're right. You're right. But that's not no that's what a lulav is. A lulav by definition is something that sways. As we said before, it's leaves that are separatable. That's the definition of a lulav, not that you need to do it. Some cipher says in Farsh. Mark's gonna say later, the sheer for by lulav is cotton kit Ask some several why. He says that's just the sheer of what you do with a lulub. It's not a didn't take lulub. So if you just pick up a lulub and you're, you're, you're done. That's why <coughs> that's why you have to take the estrogen upside down. Right. Because otherwise you would have been yaitz before you ever made the broth. Ah, you didn't make nanu until you're fresh of it. <laughs> I get a smile, right? But the, the parent says you don't have to. <laughs> and try to ask it. What's more wichtig, taking in the sukkah or or nanu? Taking the sukkah, nanu, everything's wichtig. I don't know. I'm asking. Nanu in the sukkah. Nanu in the sukkah. Smash everything on the stuff. Anyway, fine. Says they go. That's that's why it, that's why it says it's separate. Omar reviewed them. Shmuel Shir Hadas Varova Shloisha. A Hadas Varova have to be minimum three. That is not to talk about. The lulav arba and a lulav has to be four tefachim. Kedeshi a lulav yaitzim and a Hadas tefach. Rav Parnach, Amar Biyechan and Rav Parnach Amar Biyechan has even more chamer dekashita. Same idea, but he has a different place you measure it on the lulav. Shidrei shalulav. Not only does the tippy top of the lulav have to be a tefah higher than the adasman aravas, the shidra of the lulav has to ex- extend past the adasman aravas. One tefah shidra shalulav sarach shiyetzman hadas tefah. So we have two variations of one shita that a lulav does not just have to be for tefachim; it has to be a tefah higher. Then the Hadassim and Aravis. Frank the Gemara Moshe Yerkasha. Tanan, Lulav Sheyesh Begimot Tvachim Kedela Naneh, by his Kasher. I mean, where on earth are you getting this from? The Mishnah Mamash, forget even above the Hadassim and Aravis. The, 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 the Mishnah says, a Lulav has to be three Tvachim. Then you could shake it. When it says, no, you have to stick in a Vav. Ema, U Kedela Naneh, by Kasher. The Mishnah, you have to stick in a vav, and the Mishnah itself is saying both of these shirim. The Mishnah is saying, A, a lulav has to be three tfachim, equal to the handas and Arava, plus a tefach to be minanea. Lamarck is like to him, the way he understands it, that the entire lulav only has to be, the entire lulav only has to be one tefach bigger than the Adasim and Aravis. Or Lamarcus, like the other opinion, that the Lulav's Shidra has to be one Tefach more than the Hadasim and Aravis. One last thing we'll do, then we'll Rashi says a, an interesting thing. Why does this have to be? Rashi says, you know, Rashi's addressing, why is this? Why does the Lulav, in other words, I understand why you need a Shir. I understand why you need a Shir. It's got some sense. Everything we do needs a shear. There's a shear for how long Daenerys have to last on Hanukkah. There's a shear how much matzah you have to eat. There's a shear how tall your sukkah has to be. Everything has a shear. So Lulav has a shear. 
Rashi's coming to address, but this is weird. Because the shear is a sliding scale. Give me ironclad terms. A hadas has to be X and a lulav has to be Y. You're not giving me that terms. You're saying, A, it has to be at least three and slash four, but it has to be one tefach bigger. Why? Why? Give me a shear like everywhere else in the entire terror. Says Rashi in the last wide line on top of the page, for the second to last wide line, she lutz lulav yates l'malam and hadas, Kishain shehu gavaya beminai mekulo, because it is bigger by its species than all of them. That the Torah says, the Torah we're going to have this drasha later. The Torah says, you have to take the dalad minim the way they're growing. That's why you can't take the lulav upside down. It was like you don't have to hold the matzah in a certain way, the burnt side up, burnt side down. You no other thing you have to take. In a certain way, you have to take it in your hand. But by lulav, there's a, the Torah says, atishitam oimdim, the way they grow. So if a lulav grows this way, you've got to take it this way. Esther grows this way, you have to take it this way. Hadas grows this way, you can't do it upside down, even though you have them all in your hand. So you see that there's a certain aspect to mimicking nature when you take your dalad minim. That the way you take your dalad minim has to be the, the way they existed in nature. And since in nature, the lulav is naturally taller than all of the other species. When you take it on sukkahs, it has to remain that way. So if you have like a mismatch of like these like mammoth hadassim and aravis that the rebbe's get, that's fine. You have to get a bigger lulav than the hadas and aravis you get to keep it the way it was naturally. That b'teva b'minai, the min lulav is taller than the rest. That's what Rashi is saying. The Arachanar explains. Why is the lulav any taller than the, than the Aravis? Because a lulav... They shorten the Aravis. They, they grow... Uh, they grow like that, but a lulav tree is always higher than an Aravis tree. So if, you, if you're if you looking at a lulav in its natural state, it's 20 feet above your head. And a Aravis tree is like a foot above your head, like tops. You know, it's, not, it's not that big ever. So says the Gemara, says Rashi, that's where we get this two... To this dual shiurim from a there's a basic shir like everything else in the Torah three tefachim for the hadas and rava one tefach and four tefachim for the lulav b there's this natural need that the lulav has to maintain superiority and just like in nature the lulav is bigger and taller than the rest of the species so too when you take the dalaminum the lulav has to maintain that advantage even if you happen to have gotten a really short lulav and really tall aravis, and each one matches its individual shear, the lulav still has to be made to be taller. So the extra length was coming out from bottom, it wasn't nicker, it would still be fine? Is it that it's nicker, or is that just... Yeah, it's it's, mash, it's a good shiloh, and, and I, I should tell you, this is how the Shulchan Aruch Other Rishayim say, this whole thing we said is not true. That, like, you make, mamish making up tire, like out of whole cloth. Um, like it says three and four, don't say anywhere that it has to be taller. You know, everything I said is Tarish about that. That's how the Shulchan Aruch Patskins. So, the way I said it. So, that's why I read it into the Gemara. And like the Rishayim say this, but the other Rishayim say it's not true. So, whether or not you have to actually cut it, it's Masha from Rashi. It has to be physically bigger. If you pull it down, it's not physically bigger, it's just an optical well, it's illusion. It's bigger, you just don't see it. The bot, the yeah, so then, the then, the then why can't I have, you know, then, then I can just, you know, hold it like that. And it, like, it's much sure that the chefza that you're holding has to be bigger. Not, it's, not like, it's not like a trick. It's not like an optical illusion if I hold it like that or put it in front. 
with the leaves, which means the leaves included have to be one tavach taller. Not just the shidra, and then the leaves have to be even taller than that. Where it says, light levad ma'olin. It means besides the leaves, which means the leaves don't count. Now, you may say, you may say, oh, that's, you know, come on, that sounds not real. But we really go with this. And the Mishabura Paskins says, for instance, your arava has to be three tvachim minimum. Where do you measure that? Do you measure that if you take the leaves, fold them up, you get like two extra inches. If you take the top leaves of the hadas and like, you know, instead of them drooping, you point them upwards, so you could get like an extra inch or two on top of the branch. Says the Mishnah Bura, we see from here that the shear of an item is without its leaves extending. It's only counting the center branch from where the leaves come. So just like we're saying over here in the lulav, that the lulav has to be a tefach taller than the aravis, and we're saying the lulav itself, not the leaves that extend from the lulav, meaning the shidra, so too by hadasim and aravis, when you measure your hadasim and aravis, it has to be the center branch. It has to be the actual you know, stem from where they come from, has to be the shear. You cannot use the leaves for the shear. So we actually paskin like this, that it sounds like, you know, oh no, it means without the leaves. No, this is how we paskin. This is how we paskin for all three minim. Lulav, Hadassim, and Aravis. The shear is measured in the actual center branch. You cannot use like the extension that the leaves add on on top of that to get your minimum shear. Shmuel doesn't say that, so we don't pass like Shmuel. We don't pass like Shmuel, exactly. So this is, you know, this is the end of, this is the end of that sugya, and like we said last night, we need a minimum of three for the Hadas Manorovus without the leaves. The Lulav has to be a tefach taller, at least four, but a tefach taller without the leaves, and that's how we pass. What do you mean it's not Shmuel is the first opinion that the lulav has to be for tvachim, including the height of the leaves, not just the shidra. Right? The first year we read last night, Amar Yudam Shmuel, Shalas Rav Shalisha, Vulav Arbakadesh, Yulav Yetim and Tevach, for if Parach Marbiacha, Shidra Shalulav, Tzarach Shiyatim and Ahadas Tevach. That was the Machlegis we had last night, Rabbi Yudam Shmuel versus Rav Parach Marbiachanan, in what of the lulav can we measure for the four? Which part of the lulav can we measure for the four? So Shmuel said the entire lulav, meaning even the leaves, count for the four. Rabbi Yechonon said only the shidra, and that's what we're basking in life now. Mm-hmm. And like we said, the Mishnah Bura, you know, people argue, but the Mishnah Bura says that that's true for Hadassim and Aravis as well. And is that for the Tevach extra also? In other words, that is the Tevach extra, yes. So it, it doesn't, in other words, we count the Tevach from the top of the Aravah, not from the top of the leaf of the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, last night, I don't know if it was during this year or after this year, we were debating, is that a din purpose or is that an appearance purpose? Right, right. And you, you have a point, if it's an appearance purpose, and we're going to discuss this more tonight, if it's an appearance thing, you know, you definitely have merit. But it seems from the fact that we're not counting the leads that it's not an appearance thing. Right. Okay. Goofa. We said previously, Shir Hadas Varova, the Shir of the Hadas Hanarova, 
Shleisha, the Lulav Arba, and the Lulav is four. Reb Tarfin Aymer, Reb Tarfin says, Be'ama Bas Chamisha Tfachim. No, it's not. It's not. It's not four Tfachim. It's an Ama. It's an Ama. Now, there are two Amas. We're going to... This is going to come up a couple times in Sukkah. There are two measurements for an ama. It's very hard for our minds to encompass. Meaning, a foot is twelve inches. There's no other kind of foot. A yard is three feet. There's no other kind of yard. But like an ama could be sometimes five tachim, sometimes six tachim. The general rule of thumb is an ama of binyan is when you're talking about a building. So if we say a building is 20 amas big, that's a six tefach ama. And if you're talking about a keli, if you're talking about like, you know, a table, a box, then it's a five tefach ama. So Reb Tarfin says that, say his words literally, you said a lulav is four and hadasim are three. No, it is an ama. And... Don't worry, it's not the big ama. It's not a six tefach ama. It's a five tefach ama. What's that doing? Oh. So, says the Gemara. It's not that they're bigger tefachim in five. It's that we will say that. We don't know that yet. We don't think that yet. We will say that. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. What? Says the Gemara. Oh my Rava. Sharele Mariler of Tarfin. God should forgive her of Tarfin. I mean, you just dropped on us the biggest chumra ever. Hashta of Shleisha Lemashkechinan. We can't find a hadas with the minimum requirements, which is of us. We're going to explain this tonight. We're going to get to the Mishnah. The requirement for a hadas is, in fact, the identity of a hadas is that there is a chain of the leaves that goes straight around the stem. And this is called a hadas mishulash, and that basically you have a chain, because through here, through here, through here, it looks like a chain. Ovis is a chain. The hadas looks like a chain. Now, it's very, very hard to get this chain perfect. In fact, a lot of hadas, what we call hadas shaiteh, which means two and one, two and one, two and one, two and one. Instead of being three coming out of the same level, you have two and then one, two and then one, two and then one. So to have a kosher hadas, you need three tfachim of this chain, of a hadas mishulash, which requires three leaves to be coming out of the same height, three leaves coming out of the same spot. And that is a very, very hard chumar to come by. And as you can imagine, as you can imagine, the more I require this of you, the harder it is to find. If you have to have three inches of us, okay, that's easier. But I make you have 12 inches. You know, that's three times, let's say a tefach is four inches, so I have 12 inches of us. Along comes with tariff and says, nope, 20 inches. 20 inches. Says the Gemara, God forbid. His maker, Hashem, should forgive Rav Tarfin for dropping on us such an impossible chumrah that you just increased 
the requirement of a hadas kosher from three tfachim to four, I'm sorry, to 16, to four. Says the Gemara, Oh my Rava, Sharale Mari Lerabtarfin. God should forgive Rabtarfin. Hashda of us Shloishalemashkinan. We don't even find Hadas with a chain of three tfachim. It's hard to find Hadas of us with the requisite of us of three tfachim. Baschabishami boy. And now you're requiring us to find five tfachim hadas? What's with Tafim going on? Tafim's going on, on, on Hadas, Arova, Luba? Okay. What's he going on? So the Kappas Tamar Master Kasha. I was going to say, two people asked. The Kappas Tamar Master Kasha. Kappas Tamar says, Rabtarfin just said, it has to be an Amma. How do you know he's talking about the Hadas? How do you know he's not talking about the Luluf? Maybe he leaves the share of Hadas alone. How do you know when he says five? He says, again, that's how we said. We said, we said, the lulav has to be four, and the hadas has to be three. Rabbi says, no, nope, it has to be an amma. Maybe it is referring to a lulav. How do you know? And then the Gemara goes nuts on him for being machmer on hadas. How do you know that he was talking about hadas? His words said, it has to be an amma. A five tefa How do you know it was referring to hadas, not lulav? That's the Kappas Tamarim's gosh. Kappas Tamarim says, this is based on what we learned last night, it is unfathomable. No one can even think that he's saying the lulav would have to be two tefachim bigger than the hadas. There's no need for a lulav to be two tefachim bigger than hadas. If he meant to leave hadas alone, which is what you just suggested, then that would mean the hadas has to be three and the lulav has to be five. There is no rationale for that on earth. Huh? I'm going to be four. Because, because he didn't say they. He said it. It has to be, look at his lush, and he says, remember, bas, you know, he doesn't say they have to be, but it is an amabas chamish tvachim. So the it is going on either one. So now that's a very legitimate kasha. Maybe the it is talking about lulav, and he'll leave hadas alone, which means why are we screaming at Rutarfin for being machr, making such a big hadas? Hey, maybe he left hadas alone. Maybe he was just talking about a lulav, and, and long lulavim are plentiful. So then everything will be good. Leave me alone. Says the Kappas Tamarim, it is impossible that he's saying that. Because then he will be requiring a five tefach lulav and a three tefach hadas. Why? What on earth would be the rationale for that? Which means we know that a lulav, the etzim only has to be four. Why? Because it has to be one tefach bigger than the hadasim. There's no rationale on earth to make a lulav two tefach bigger than hadasim. So since that can't be, it's not even up for discussion. Like we said last night, what would be the rationale for having a two tefach bigger than, two tefach lulav bigger than the hadas? What's the rationale for that? Therefore, if I have to pick one that he's talking about, it's not the lulav. He's not making the lulav bigger and leaving the hadas alone. Now he's making the lulav six, though. So, yeah, then of course the lulav will be six. Whatever we said, we don't even need to talk about the lulav. Whatever the hadas is, the lulav follows suit. But if he's picking one to make bigger, it can't be he's making the lulav bigger and leaving the hadas alone. So he must be making the hadas bigger. In which case we say, oh my gosh, you want a five tefah hadas? That's impossible to come by. And therefore, that, that's, the, that's how the kapas tomorrow is masber, is masber that kash. Says the Gemara, okay, Yasser of Dimi. Rav Dimi says, no. 
What Reb Tarifin means to say, he doesn't mean to say you need a five tefach hadas. Of course you need a three tefach hadas. But he's giving us a new method to calculate the tefach. So yeah, it's going to be three units, but the unit that we're measuring in is going to be a bigger tefach. How so? Ki asr dimi omar. And dimi came and said as follows. He means to say, Ama bashisha tefachim, take a six tefach ama, ase oisa bas chamisha, and divide it into fifths. So if you have to take a six tefach ama and divide it into fifths, what do you have? Each tefach is going to be one and a fifth. So all Reb Tarifin means to say is, yet yeah, it's still three tefachim, but the tefachim are 1.2, or you know, one and a fifth, 1.2 tefach standard is the three. So yeah, I'm keeping it three, but I'm taking a five-sixth, or you know, six, five, six fives, into those tefachim. So I'm taking three tefachim, it's the same three tefachim, it's the same three tefachim. But rather than having, rather than having a standard tefach, I'm having a tefach that five of them equals an amba, which is 1.2 tefachim per. So what I require really is three and three-fifths tefachim for the hadasim. So yes, it's a chumrah. Yes, it's a chumrah, because he's using bigger tefachim, but it's not a crazy chumrah. He's not adding on two whole tefachim to the shear. He's just making the tefachim slightly larger. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, take a six tefach amma, divided by five, so of that amma, of that six tefach amma, three of those kind of tefachim have to be used for the hadasim, and then the rest, which is basically two and two and two fifths, is the lulav. So yes, he's extending the lulav slightly, and he's extending each tefach slightly. So he's saying you take an amma, of that ama, three tfachim, but 1.2 type of tfachim is hadas, the rest is lulav. So he's changing the ratio and he's changing the size, but not drastically. Says the Gemara. What does it mean you put the rest on the lulav, the two point? Which, which means you take, you take this, that ama, which is always six tfachim. Three tfachim are hadas, but the new tfachim, because you only divide it by five. So of that ama, 3.6 standard tfachim is hadas, which leaves from that ama 2.4 tfachim. That's how much the lulav has to be higher than the... Than the so he doesn't agree with that. Right, so exactly. He's changing everything. So the lulav total has to be one ama. Of that, the hadas has to still be three tfachim, but new tfachim, five, six types of tfachim. So he's changing everything, but slightly. So it has to be 2.4 and more? Yes. yes. So the comes tomorrow and is wrong. Uh, the, so it's 1.2 more. It doesn't make any sense. It's 1.2 more. It's not 2.4 more. It's because it's down to 5. It's down to 5. There, okay, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. 
Because um, Ben's cash did bother me. No, 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 no. no. So, yeah, black so, men answer black men. It's good. So, so can I ask? I mean, like, I don't mean to be. Uh, I mean, I'm fine. Like, what? Like, what? A weirdest. Why, like, why would why, you do this? Why is he bothering us with this? I mean, like, what's compelling him to say this? I don't know, especially since we're going to change it in, in a minute. So, and I was like, if I come up with a good shot, I don't know what, no, let, let's see the real Reb and then and then we'll talk about that. Says the Gemara, okay, the Kasha de Shmuel the Shmuel. If that's Reb Tarifin's Shita, then Shmuel is Seiser himself. Because ha'acha, Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Shir Hadas Varav Because here Shmuel said the Shir for Hadas is straight up three, regular three. Vahasam Am Ravun Amr Shmuel, yet over there Ravun Amr Shmuel said, Halacha Kerb Tarfin. We paskin like Kerb Tarfin, which is three and three fifths. So which one is it? Shmuel can't have both. Does Rav Tarfin paskin that a hadas has to be 3.6 tvachim, or does a hadas have to be three tvachim? Shmuel paskin both. How can that be? Says the Gemara, ah, come on, he rounded. Lay duck. It wasn't exact. He rounded. Really, it's 3.6. When he said 3, that's like the closest number. So Mara says, well, you can't round down. How would you like if someone rounded down how much money they owed you? <laughs> you can't round down. He, he, he just rounded down and, and lopped off a shear. Amr, Damrinam, lay duck. When do we say the concept of he wasn't exact, he rounded? L'chumrah. If something is a chmeis, 3.8, 3.9, I say, you need four. So that's a chumrah. So I can hear how somebody can round. Somebody can be not exact when it comes to a chumrah. Lekula miyarinam duck. Does anybody say, eh, he rounded. It's just he, you know, he wanted a whole number. And he took off part of the shear? You can't talk that way. So says the Gemara, same idea, but the opposite math. Instead of dividing six by five, he divides five by six. Says the Gemara, he also Ravan Omar. When Ravan came, he said as follows: No, what he meant to say is, Start with a five tefach ama. Divide that by six. I say shisha. Divide that by six. Now each tefach is only five sixths of an amma. So you have about 0.8. Each tafach is about 0.8. We'll see it's not exactly. So basically of a five tafach lulav, half of them, half of them will be 2.5. Kamahavu, treupalga. Now it comes out that a tafach, you know, we would say 2.4, but you know, for the Gemara's math, it's 2.5. So two and a half tvachim is how much Reb Tarfin now requires of a hadas. Because he took off one sixth. One sixth times three is a half. So each one he took off a sixth. That's good math. That works. Um, so he took off one sixth times three tvachim, and that is a half of tefach net gain. So Reb Tarfin lopped off a half. So now, Rabbi Blackman, this is the answer. This is what Reb Tarfin wants. Reb Tarfin says, I'm not going to change. I'm going to keep it three tvachim. But if I do the funny math, 
I could make them the smallest Tvachim as possible, and this way I could keep the three Tvachim, because apparently we had a Masera that that's how long it is, and I could make them easier Tvachim to work with, and I'm doing you a favor. And that was Tavrin's rationale. So I'm not changing what we know is the truth, is it three Tvachim. So when I says, one second, it's still a stira. Saif, Saif, Kashi de Shmuel, well, it's still a steer in Shmuel. Shmuel said you need three Tfachim for Hadas, and here Shmuel is saying we passed like a Tarfan, it's only two and a half. That's rounding. Samar says, Laiduk, Laiduk. Yes, you're right. He rounded. The exact shear of Tarfan, who Shmuel does Paskin like, is two and a half Tfachim. I, in another place, Shmuel said straight out three. He rounded. And that kind of rounding is not a problem because you're for sure you would say. If he's possibly retarded as opposed to the other non armor he says three, I mean, that's... That's like a very ineffective way of communicating. Right. Yeah, meaning, meaning, good, I understand why you would want to do that, but you're, you're, yeah. I I do not have a good answer for that. That's a great question. Behind the Chumre, like Dr. Amr, who number? Shmuel, how long is Tarfin? Which means, which means, he knew that he knew that a hadas and a rav has to be three tefachim. Now he also knows that there's different ways to measure a tefach, and he also knows that a tefach is a ratio to an amma. So he's going to take the three tefach shear and take the most favorable ratio to an ama and apply that to the tefach that he's using for hadas in order to get three. Then if I mix the ratios to an ama, that I take what would have been a six tefach ama, I make that into five tefach ama, and I give each tefach a little less, then I could still keep three tefachim and keep in a relation to an ama with this ratio and have you a shorter shear for a hadas. So really small is two and a half is fine also. Two and a half is fine also. Two and a half is fine. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay, let's just do the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. Hadas Hagozel. A stolen Hadas is possible. Now the Tesis read asks, what's wrong with a stolen Hadas? The Tesis read apparently did not live nowadays. And he thought like this. It's impossible for a hadas to cost the proof. <laughs> if you didn't know, you could get a now... from $30 you, Exactly. <laughs> it's hadas for $30 back. And they're more expensive than a lulav. So it knows that Tesis Rid assumed that a lulav is for sure a sharp pruta because in those days a lulav was a broom. So a lulav cost a pruta. But a hadas, the Tesis Rid assumed it can't cost, it can't cost a pruta. So says the... Says the that's the Tesis Rid, a very basic concept. If you steal my hadas, Bezdin will do absolutely nothing about it. I could scream to Bezdin, he has my hadas. Bezdin, we're not getting involved. It's worth less than the Shavu Pruta. So ask the Taisus Rib, what's wrong with a stolen hadas? Bezdin won't intercede. Bezdin will allow you to keep it. So the hadas is yours. So says the Taisus Rib, no. Stolen property doesn't just mean what Bezdin will actually intercede and get back for you. Stolen property means you don't have a Kenyan. It's not Lachem. 
So whether or not Bezdin will actually go take it back from you or, or charge you from it or make you pay or whatever, you're right. Bezdin may say, we don't get involved. But that doesn't make it yours. You still have a mitzvah. No. That, that's a Gemara in the end of second part of the You don't. Because there's no Kenyan. It's not yours. Meaning, the fact that it's not his doesn't make it yours. That's the one to sort of Texas read. You could have something that's in limbo. It's not his. There's no mechanism for him to get it back, but it's not yours. Because there's no so legal... Why wouldn't you be the Irish and Okay, but then you have to do a shina like we discussed in the beginning of the paragraph. You're right. But here we're talking about a straight-up stolen hadas. Says the Tesis Rid, even though... Because by Lulav, you have everything. Not only is it not yours, it's, it's, you have to pay it back to me, so we have an issue here. Here, you don't have to pay it back to me. There's no Heshav unless in the Shavruta. But it's still not yours. That's the Tesis Rid's Kiddush. That something could be not his, but not yours. Hadas Hagazel is possible. Vayavish is possible. A dried out Hadas is also possible. Over here, the Shulchanach Paskins that what is a dried Hadas? A dried Hadas is a white Hadas, which I've never seen. I've seen the black ones. Black ones, yeah. Black ones, yeah. It says, uh, it says, Yislab Like, I was just, you know, uh, I was in the basement tonight. I saw my Lulu uh, ready to go and be a Shrevet's Chavetz. The Hadas were still green. You know, like the, the lulav is messed up, but the Honda. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't know how you get that cheer, but apparently Shulchan Aruch is that cheer. Says the Gemara, Shashera is puzzle. Shil Iranidachas from a city that needs to be destroyed is puzzle. Niktam Roshay. If the top gets cut off, once again, the top means the branches, not the leaves on top. The Me'iri says if the leaves on top get cut off, it's possible. But this is Mamash what we were saying before. That whenever we talk about the Dalaminim, we're talking about the Shidra, not the leaves. And therefore, when we talk here, Niktam Olav, we talk about Niktam Reisha, it means the branch, not the leaves. Nifritzu Olav, if the leaves get separated, or, so, so far, those are all the same as Lulav. Here's the original psul for hadas. Hadas sometimes grow little berries on the hadas. They resemble grapes, so they're called grapes. But they're not grapes, they're like, more like berries. Aishahayu anavav merubais me'alav is possible. If the anavav, if the grapes, literally, berries, practically, are more than the leaves. If the berries outnumber the leaves, you have a pasal hadas, v'imiyatam kosher, but if you make them less, which means you have 100 leaves, you used to have 110 berries, you knock off 11 berries, and now you have more leaves than berries, you have a kosher hadas. V'imiyatam kosher, and v'ein mematen biyadif, you cannot reduce them on yadif. Why? You're allowed to pick them on Yantif, meaning like, you know, I'm sure you once or twice in your life had a cluster of grapes on Shabbos. And like, you picked the grapes from the cluster. Or you know, you had like strawberries or tomatoes on the vine. I'm sure you pick, you know, fruits from the vine on Yantif on Shabbos when it's at home. So what's wrong with picking the berries off of the hadas on Yantif? The answer is it's mana. Which means you used to have a pasal hadas. You used to have a hadas that you can't use. 
you now have a usable Hadas. That is Chiliyadav because you are Mesach and Mana, and therefore that's us. So, we have this thing called a Hadas. Now, what is a Hadas? Tanarban. The Torah describes it as Anaf, which is a branch, eights of a tree, Ovois that has a chain. To which the Gemara Darshins, it's a tree of that its leaves cover its branches. So the way to identify a hadas is does its leaves cover its branches? If you identify a tree that its leaves cover its branches, aha, that is a hadas tree. What is this tree? Have Imer is a hadas. This is a hadas. So again, some of the arbaminim, the Torah tells you what it is. Kapais tamar. There's only one kind of date tree, so it must be the leaves of date tree. And even then, we have trouble identifying which part of it. Is it the lulav part? Is it when it's fanned out? Is it when it's the bark? Is it when it's the the trunk? But over here, and by Esrig, the same thing. It doesn't identify what kind of tree it is. For instance, as we're going to get to, pre eats other, the fruit of a nice tree. You know, I think the tree in my yard is a nice tree. Does that make it an asterisk tree? So we're going to have to identify. Here also, it doesn't say myrtle branch in the Torah. It says anafetzavis. So the Torah says, let's look around and find a tree that its uh, leaves cover its branches. So the Gemara says, ve'emazesa. Maybe it's an olive tree because olive leaves Rashi explains are very long, and it definitely has the effect of the branches being covered. And the leaves of an olive tree, olive leaves are nice and long, so they also cover the branches. So the says, no, but in an ovus veleka, you need the chain effect, and you don't have it. Yes, olive leaves are nice and long, and they do a decent job covering the wood, but they do not do a full job. They don't have the chain. Where does it say chain? Ovois. Ovois means a chain, like, you know, like, avsois is chains. So ovois means chain. So yes, the leaves cover <laughs> the branches, but it doesn't have the chain effect. Why do we start off by saying ovois should be shot? Why don't we just start off? With, you, yeah, yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. No, but the, the main thing is that, is that the, the branches are covered, because it's an anaf eight, that a leaf branch, that all you see of the branch is leaf, and others. It's two qualifications. And the main thing is that is it's leaves covering its branches, so it's an anaf eight. So the Gemara says... Yeah, the says anaf eight? But first, you need that the, branch, the leaves cover the branches. I don't understand what the Gemara is, why they even start with Zayda. I understand the lead, it covers, but if it says Ovis, why do the Gemara even ask the question? Oh, I, I saw people ask that question. I don't have a good answer, but that question is asked, which means, like, we're going to shoot you down. And let's just ask one more, Havamina. This is even more schwer. Ve'eme dolve. Maybe a, um, Rashi says Armin. Rashi says eight Armin. So I uh, googled Armin, it says chestnut. So uh, maybe it means a chestnut tree. There, it has chain. Where it says, yeah, but the branch doesn't get covered. It needs to be covering its wood, and it doesn't. It needs to be covering the branches, and it doesn't. So, so we need both. 
So yes, a chestnut tree has one aspect. Yes, an olive tree has another aspect, but it doesn't have this combination of A, covering, and B, being in chain form. So the Gemara says you need both, and that's a hadas. There's a very, very, very important machlekes between the Maruk Tzia, who's Rabbi Yankov Emden, the crazy Placey, and the Bikure Yankov, who is the Arach Laner. So the Arach Laner wrote a lot of swarm on Shas. He wrote the Arach Laner on Nida, on Sanhedrin, on Makis, on Sukkah. And then he wrote a halacha sefer, very, like, very much like the Mishnah and it's quoted like crazy in the Mishnah on Hilchas Sukkah and Lulav, called the Bikuri Yankiv. So the Bikuri Yankiv is, is like a virtual Mishnah for Hilchas, for Hilchas Lulav, Asterix, Sukkah, etc. It's a very important machlech. Let's say... Let's say... You have a hadas, and it has all the qualifications. The leaves are enough to cover the branches, and they're done in this chain form. It's all good, but the leaves don't cover the branch. The leaves don't cover the branch, either because they're spread out, or because they're just bent down, which means they have to cooperate. They're, they're not... What does that mean? The chlal or the entire branch? That's a machlekas. We pass and write, but it's not as, you know, as you're thinking, like, come on. It, it, it's a machlekes. Some say it has to be the entire branch. And, and we're going to get to this even more at the end of today, maybe tomorrow. Even if they fell off, some people possibly. it. But it's, it's negate to what we're about to declare. So let's say you have all the ingredients, but practically the branch isn't covered. You know, the leaves have to cooperate. They you know, have to put them in a cast to get them the right way. The leaves have to cooperate. Let's say they don't. Let's say they're like droopy. And when you look at this hadas, when you look at this hadas, <laughs> I see basically the whole bridge. I see the whole hadas. Is that possible? Says the Marak who's not some varvarfina shita, he's her bianca vendin, says it's possible. Look at our Gemara. Our Gemara says that the branches the branch has to be covered by leaves. And if you have a hadas whose branch is not covered by leaves, your hadas is possible. Says the Bikura Yankif, no, 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 no. The Gemara never said that the branch has to be covered by a leaf. This is a form of identifying a hadas tree. A hadas tree is a tree that grows with leaves that if placed correctly, can cover the branch. So if you practically have a hadas, that the leaves don't cover the branch, of course it's a kosher hadas. You don't have a puzzle of hadas, of course the hadas is kosher. To identify the species, it has to be the kind of tree that its leaves cover its branch. But on a practical level, if you have a hadas that for whatever reason, they're droopy, they're all, they're all you know, they don't get smushed to one side, have like a bad hair day, like they're all smushed to one side, then of course your hadas is kosher. So it's a very fundamental machlikis between the Placey and the Arflaner. What is the Gemara saying over here? Is the Gemara saying a form of identifying a tree? Or is the Gemara saying a simon kashras of a hadas? Why does the Mishnah say nifritzul? So, uh, so, uh, so 
Wow. I, I was going to say this. So the Bala Itter learns, because of what you just said, that Nifratu Olive means a portion of each leaf got cut off. To answer Mamash, what your kasha. He says in the Taisa Shita, the Bala Itter says, your Mamash, your whole shtickle terror. To, to answer what you're saying. You know, if it's not Parshish, if you don't say Bala Itter, you see that the Bikuri Yankov is right. Even though Rabbi Blackman is saying that the Gemara's Mashma, it's, it, the Bikuri Yankov is right. But that's a very important machlekes between the the um, Bikuri Yankov and the uh, Placey. You make the same idea because according to the Bikuri Yankov by Lulub, that you know we went through all these different stages of Lulub, that won't be kosher because it doesn't cover. Yeah, because there, because there, it, it basically can't happen to a Lulub any of those things. Meaning those other things are mutually exclusive taka. Here we're saying you had a hatas that had the simonim, but it got shmush, it got droopy. By Lula, we're saying maybe it means the bark part of the tree. Maybe it means the trunk part of the tree. So, well, then you don't have Lula anymore. Here, you have a hadas. I'm not trying to get into a different thing. It's just something happened to the hadas. So it's not, it's not an exact comparison. What about by Tina Harry Barzel? So Tina Harry Barzel, yeah, so 100%. So we, yeah, we said, yeah, you're 100% correct. By Tina Harry Barzel, if your leaves do reach Litzat Ikre Shel then it's a kosher luluf, because that is a luluf. It's not a Tzinehar Baris. So maybe over here, if it doesn't grow that way, it's not a hadas. If it doesn't grow, uh, everyone agrees it doesn't grow that way, it's not a hadas. Or if it doesn't, the, the bark It grew that way. Hadas, it grew that way. It grew grew fine. Just oh, like, they fine. got droopy. They got, like, let's say you, you took one day, like, you're a, you know, a shtigmach, and you took all the leaves and pulled it to the back of the hadas. You didn't rip off anything. You just uh, for identification purposes, it shouldn't matter how Exactly. It That's what uh, 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 says. Kuryak says, I don't care what it looks right. like practically. If it once upon a time had it, if its grandfather had it, then it's a hadas. Okay. Next, Gemara. Ve'ema ha'yirduf. There's another tree that apparently has the exact same characteristics as a hadas. It has the chain form. It has the complete coverage of the branch by the leaves, except this thing, the edges of the leaf come to such a sharp edge that they're like needles, Rashi says. Says the more, maybe it's this tree called Ahirdif, Ahirdif, maybe it's the Yirdif tree, that it has all the characteristics except that it's very prickly. Like we said once before, the Torah's ways are pleasant. And the Torah would never ask you to injure yourself while doing a mitzvah. And therefore, even though it has every characteristic that it should, since it's also injurious, it doesn't, that cannot be what the Torah is demanding. The Torah cannot be demanding a, a tree that injures you. The Torah's ways are pleasant, and therefore it cannot be that. You never got poked by your yeah, but in other words, you, oh, you, but you don't have, one second, one second. Rava Amar Mehalcha, Rava says a different source. The Torah says that the, that the ways of Torah are both true and peaceful. And Hirduf is used in the manufacture of poison. Rashi says, Hirduf is not used in the pursuit of peace or or um, truth, it's used in the manufacture of poison. 
And therefore, something that can be used for poison is not something the Torah would ask you to use as part of a mitzvah. So, there's an Arsameach that says, what, what was wrong with the first reason? Why, why can't Rav agree with Drachad Drachinayim? So there's a, uh, or the in, in Chedusha Reisim Chalashat, says a very cool word. He says that there's another machlekes between Rav and Rabba, whether or not you're allowed to have your whole lulav covered. Or for instance, do I even have to touch my lulav? Could I hold my lulav with a special hold? Rabba says it's fine. Rabba says you could, kol lina'isa is fine. Rabbi says, no, you have to touch the lulav. You have to touch the dalad minim. <laughs> you can't touch the dalad minim through a glove. You can't touch the dalad minim through another holder. Rabbi says, it's fine. As long as it's to do it nicer, you could do it. So it says, Rasmech, gorgeous. Rabbi, Lashitase holds, you could wrap your lulav up. So the fact that it's prickly shouldn't bother you. If the terror would demand have prickly hadasim, it doesn't have to hurt you. Wrap them up. Wrap them up and keep them wrapped. So says the Arsameach, Rabbah Lashitasai has to have another psul. Therefore, Rabbah has to come on to Vahayem Mesvah Shalem Ehavu that it's not going to hurt you personally. You could wrap it up nicely, but it's still using the manufacture of poison. And therefore, it is possible. That's why Rabbah has to come up with another reason. Continues the Gemara. Tanar Abonim Kalua. It has to have a chain. Kimin Kliya, like a chain. And it's similar to a chain. Now that sounds bad in English, but that's how it's written in Hebrew. Zehu hadas. This is a hadas. Rabbi Lazar and Yankov a whole new... Now that's basically reiterating what we said. Rabbi Lazar says a whole new way of identifying that it's a hadas. Nothing to do with the symptoms of leaves covering the branches. Nothing to do with the chain thing. A whole new way of identifying a hadas. Because it says... Anaf eats others. It's a leaf of a tree of leaves. Eats shetam eitzai upiriyeshav. It has to be a tree that its wood, its branches, and its fruit. I saw someone change the gears. The ritva changes the gears to leaves. Taste the same. Now, if you go and you, for some reason, taste the bark of an apple tree. It doesn't taste like apples, even though Siddhas, I think, applewood smoked bacon. But I don't know how that tastes either. But, was a, but apparently applewood doesn't taste like apples, and it definitely doesn't taste like the, the leaves on the apple tree. If you taste or smell a hadas, which does have a fragrance, the smell and the taste of the branch and the leaf are the <laughs> exact same. And since the terrace says they're the same, Anaf eats others. The leaf of a tree leaf tree. What is a tree leaf tree? It's a hadas because the tree and the leaf taste the same. That's the identifying factor of a hadas. That's how we know a hadas is a hadas. So this was the tree that didn't rebel? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Esrig, you said yeah, yeah so, so, so Esrig is like that, and, and Pepper is like that. So, how do we know? That so it's not a pepper because it needs branches, so that it doesn't have. Um, why is it not an esteric tree? I guess because an esteric is an esteric tree. <laughs> but I guess the one who darshans this by an esteric doesn't darshan it by hadas, and the one that darshans this by hadas doesn't darshan this by an esteric. You're right. Because it still needs 
it's Avos, no? So. So, so then if you need the other Makar, then don't argue on it. And don't be arguing on him and then needing him. So I, I don't know how you would answer that, but in other words, if you're going to anyway have to come back to him, don't, don't run away from him. Okay, fine. Done. Says the Gemara, eights of this is kosher, a tree. Now, Morty, it could be that this is what the Gemara is saying. I didn't think this is only in Rabbi Lazarus Yankiv, but it could be the Gemara is saying, even Rabbi Lazarus Yankiv, you still need to follow. Maybe. Says the Gemara, Tan, eights of is kosher, a tree that has a chain with the leaves is kosher, and if it does not have the chain, it is possible. Says the Gemara, very important. Hechi dami avos. What is a chain? Omar Rav Yehuda says Rav Yehuda v'hu. That is when the kaimi talasa talasa tarpi. When each three leaves stand, the kaimi talasa talasa tarpi. When each three leaves stand, bikina in one pod, in a con, in a stem, in a in a nest. Three leaves are together. And this is obviously the qualification of Hadas Mishulish that we talk about. The three leaves have to come together in a pot. What does that mean? So if you look in Ram, we'll do Rashi and Taisis, because this is very important for us. It says Rashi. Shloisha tlasa tlasa bechad kinats. The Rashi is like five lines at the bottom, six lines on the bottom. Three, three per cane, per pot, per you know, stem, Rashi will say. Shloisha olin bekan echad. Three leaves in one stem. Yoitzin mitaych uketz echad. Three leaves coming out of one stem. Rashi says what the Gemara is demanding is that all three leaves come from one stem. If you're thinking, I never saw that on my hadas, you're correct. Says Taisus. Bottom tesis. Talasa tarpi bechad kina. Shloisha alin bekan echad. Three leaves in one can. V'yaitz miteich ukets echad kidepirish kuntris. Rashi says they're coming out of one stem. Chaim perish tre bechad, which we'll see in a second. Shnei alin bokets echad v'alechem olmala v'ailu reichav al shnei. V'chumra gedailahu. This is an inordinate chumra, says tesis. It is it is an inordinate chumra. De'enai matzui. This is never found. Meaning, I hear how Rashi is reading the Gemara. I cannot argue on how Rashi is reading the Gemara, says Tesis. But oh my gosh, that is an impossible Chomer. How are we going to do that? I looked at all the Hadassim. Rashi you had to use some Hadassim. Right, so Rashi must have had, you know, the, the thoroughbred. You know, it's like, and, and like, Rashi must have had Hadassim that, that grew out of one cane. Like, you're right. You're, maybe it exists, but. And even Tyson agrees that it exists. Oh, but it's not Matsui. It's not Matsui. I, I think, you know, it's probably happened. Tyson never said it's impossible. Tyson, you're right. Tyson is careful not to argue Rashi by saying, what? That doesn't exist. Can, no, it exists. It's extremely rare. Can you, um, just for illustration purposes, tell me exactly what, how does it look? Three coming out of one stem. Is that coming out of the, the middle branch? With a branch, have one stem. And out of that stem, it'll branch out into three leaves. Your hadas has one stem, uh, one branch, three stems per row, per level. One stem per leaf. 
one stem per leaf. Yeah. <laughs> this has three leaves per stem. Taisa says it's impossible. So Taisa modifies it and says, Shema, perhaps, Shema, perhaps, Bechad Kina Mikri, it's called one stem. I agree. What Rashi says is what the Gemara says. But maybe it's called Kishem Smuchim Vidvukim Zebezeb. When they are when they're close and attached. So says says Tysus, they just need to be close. So now we already have like a Khaznish discussed. So how do you do this? If you can tie a string around the hadas, and the string will touch all three, all three ukitsin, all three stems, then they're on the same level. But the question then becomes, what do you use for a string? <laughs> do you use like, um, like you know, fishing wire? Or do you yeah, use like, right, or do you use yarn? <laughs> or do you use yarn? So all the can say, you do not have to use a hair. You know, a human hair, you do not have to use a human hair. They do not have, you can use a thick yarn. A, you know, a very thick yarn, like the kind your kid makes projects with. In nursery, you could use a thick yarn to measure them being on the same level. And that is, so what we have for Hadassim, we have, and the, I'll read the Chazan Shazlash, Chazan Shazlash is, Eina Kavane Kiseyer. The Kavanas, they don't have to be on the same level of a human hair within a hair's breadth of each other. As long as there's a Shaykhis between the, a loose connection between the levels of the, of the three Hadassim, individual stems, as they come out. Now, Aaron, it could be, I've seen Hadassim that like, there's like this like, it's like a bulge on the side, and out of that bulge come three stems. So I don't, maybe that's what Rashi means. Maybe not. No, I've seen that. I've seen total individual ones, and I've seen like, you know, it's like, what, it's like this, there's the branch, and it's wider. Out of that wide thing comes three stems. Maybe that's what Rashi means. <coughs> right, like, yes, exactly. So that's Mamash Rashi. That's Mamash Rashi. Tysus, you see, it's like three, three separate. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, here. That is a good illustration. You can watch that. Hi, Jay. This one's Rashi, the middle one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's an and illustration. This and this is reality. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, Chiyam Stern has a book of photographs, but th- that, that's, an il- that's a computer illustration. See, this is where they're coming out of one thing, and this is where they're just on the same road. Right. Yeah. Right. We don't use that word in high school anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, says the Gemara... Rav Kahana Amar, no, even that is too hard to come by. That all three will come out of, forget, even like Tysus, all three will come out of one level. I feel Trevachad, you could have two at one altitude and then another one a little higher. Another one a little higher. I feel Trevachad. Says the Gemara, now this is the biggest brisker Gemara in Shas. Rav Achabre Durava. Rab Achabre Durava Mahadar, he would search. I don't understand something. Isn't Rav Kahana answering the problem that Tesis had with Rashi? 
No, because he's making two problems that Rashi doesn't even address. He's saying, no, Rashi's saying, and it's he's, impossible. He's arguing. He's saying it doesn't exist. No, he's, he's saying I'm, I'm making it more accessible to you. I'm like including a whole new like subspecies, which means you're going to find X percentage of Hadassim that meet Rashi's <laughs> specification. You're going to find X percentage that meet all three on the same level, but like Tysus's level of Chumrah, and then you're going to, this is like a much broader allowance that you could even have two of one level and one on the other it's level. Yeah, meaning in Rashi, it's impossible. You can't have a different level coming out of the same step. So, no, he's, so Rashi would say that's what he's arguing in. Tysus would say there's two levels between me, Rav Kahana, and Rashi. So it says the Gemara, Rav Achabrei Durava Mahadr, he would search a Trevachad. He would search out Specifically, a hadas that had two one two one. Why? What's good about that? kahana. Since that's where kahana said is good, that's what kind I'm getting. And it's even though Rav kahana never claimed that this is the best, he's making an allowance. We said, listen, if it's good enough for Rav kahana, it's good. If it's good enough for Rav kahana, it's good enough for me. And if he said two and one, I'm going for two and one. So says the Gemara. What? Amar Bar Meimer Lerabashi. Mar Bar Meimer said to Rabashi, Abba, my father, Amemar, Lahu Hadas, Lahu, to that type, Hadas Shaitakarile. He would call that a confused Hadas. That no, that is not a Hadas. That that's not Mishulish at all. That ruins the chain. It you know, in, in its genetic code, it it's not coded to do chain. It's messed up, and therefore he rejected that hadas. He says, "I would not search for that hadas specifically." So it's possible. Yes. Yes. Uh,